Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in February of 2021. And welcome to episode 37, Addition Strategies Before the Algorithm. Not just the algorithm, the algorithm. The algorithm. <laughs> we want to give a shout out to MQC on Apple Podcast, who gave us a five-star rating and review. The title is Math Makes Sense. I love listening to Laura and Karina. This podcast brings me joy as they reflect, share, and push my thinking. Thank you both for taking the time to create the podcast and share your learning. Aw, thank you. We love to learn, so that's easy to do. Sharing Mm. our learning is easy. It sure is. Do you have a reflection for us, Laura? I do, and it has to do with episode 35 when we talked about choral counting and count around the circle. I got to do choral counting with my third and fifth grade teachers today. Oh, that's awesome. And not only did I get to do it with them, but I used it as a modeling time, but they also planned out their first choral counting number sense routine to use with their students. You know what I did with them? Did you do the one that we did? 19 plus 19? Yes! 19 count on by 19? Yes! Yes! Oh my gosh. And just like... Not, Not easy. Unless you have a strategy. Right. And there was at least, well, really, there was just one person in both of those groups because they were the ones that were shouting out. Ah. I'm like, wait, not everybody. We're down to one person. So then I paused and I said, wait, let's talk about, so how did you get it? And someone said, I added 10 and then added 9. I was like, okay. And then someone said, I added 20 and subtracted 1. I said, all right. And then someone said, I did the reverse of the first one. I added nine and then added 10. I said, okay. So let's count again from the beginning because I had recorded their count. Right. And then I continued adding on. And the in- when I added on, I mean, I recorded right, what right. they said. Before we even started, though, I gave them a wondering. And I said, I wonder when we skip count by 19s, starting at zero, if all of them will be even or all odd or some kind of pattern so i set the teachers up to as a model like this is what you should do with kids and they said to me at the end so is that what we're supposed to do every time i said absolutely not right you get to talk about whatever your goal is for that number sense routine but but again if you remember from that episode too, we said how important the conversation is. Don't just count and done, right? We want to have, we want to make sure that we have that classroom conversation of of what do you notice after the count. So I guess that is necessary, but before it isn't, right? Before, like before the count isn't necessary, but after the count oh, is right. necessary. Yes, absolutely. After the count, that's where. All of the math stuff comes in. Right. The patterns and the relationships and everything. Right. And I made sure I told them, don't just count forward. 
be sure to count backwards yeah. too. Did you try counting backwards? No, because I just okay. needed to set up. <laughs> All right. You like model it once and, and move on. I'm, oh, I'm, counting back by 19? Yeah. Um, no, I'm thinking like counting back by ones yeah. or twos. or That would not be as, as fun. I don't think. Well, I mean, if you start it. Anyway. <laughs> well, so one of them said she was going to have her students count by, I think she said threes, but start at seven. I thought that's going to be interesting because I said to them, don't always think you, you have to start at zero. Yes. Or if you're going to count by twos, like you don't have to go zero, two, four, six. I said, maybe you want to start at one. Right. And have them do, you know, figure yeah. out that, yeah. oh, they were all odd numbers or something yes. like that. Like let the kids do the thinking and right. the talking. You have some good news for this week? I do. I was feeling, well, okay, let's be honest. <laughs> This is because wait, that's really hard for us, right? right? <laughs> Let's be honest about this year. This has been oh, a year, just a cluster. It has been, and it's been. I've been in a rut, seriously. We the, and I feel like have. we all have, right? Yeah. But I really, really have been. I have not felt myself in the classroom. I've been going through the motions, you know, and doing and still thinking about. I'm. I mean. I don't want to put myself down, but it, I've done the best that I can and I tried my best to, you know, give kids a safe place and and welcoming. And also and, for you to feel safe. Right. And learning and, and all of that, all of that. But there's, of, of course, that that magic of teaching is not is not there we're not you even said last week you miss the kids coming on the rug god i miss that so much yes and just that communication piece with them group work with them has not been happening and it's been i've tried with google meets and uh, it's not the same it's It's not not. it's a mess and it takes so long to do anything and uh okay so, and we have very strict rules at our school about where our the whole kids district, yes. are and and how we can place them and like we can't really have them up or around and circulate and you know, there's none of that happening. But you're going to get to your good news. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> well, I just couldn't take it anymore, basically. Right? I was like, I, I have to do something. I have to do something, some kind of normal that I'm used yes. to. So I said... I'm going to just have them turn and talk mm-hmm. just from their desks. They don't have to move. They can just turn around. Obviously, still their masks are on. Right. They're still six feet apart. Right. They can talk from, from you know, it'll be a little louder. So what? Who cares? Ex- At this point, right. I, I don't. Do you want it to be a little louder or completely silent yeah, in your no, room? I would, I'll take the yes, little louder yes. any day. And this way, at least it's not just one voice talking yes. at a time. It's now Everybody. all of them are talking. And then I told the kids online, I'm like, I'm going to put your volume down a little bit. You guys can talk because now I only have five kids online. Okay, that's a big I'm difference. I'm like, you're a group mm-hmm. and you can you can unmute, which and they take turns haven't and really, but you know. Um, they'll get there. It was yeah, the first right, time. Right, right. And, but it was, just, it was so nice and it just gave me a little bit, like it gave me life and it gave me energy yeah yeah it did it did that is some good news it was i needed it i still miss hugs <laughs> oh i do i'm sorry well it's not your fault i know all right let's get into today's topic of addition strategies yes so many things can happen strategy wise 
before you get to the standard algorithm. So much. And we're not going, uh, there's no way you could cover everything. Oh, no. We are just, we've picked specific strategies. Right, that we want to discuss. And I feel like these are like most common or well-known or... Hopefully they're well-known right. by now. Right. We're in the 12th year of Common Core yeah. standards or, you know, our state's variation of it, but yes. still Common Core. I do want to point out something before we get to the addition strategies that we want to talk about. Okay. And that's table one from the Mathematics Glossary in the Common Core Standards. So, listeners, I'll link it to the show notes. However... It's at corestandards.org if okay. you want to, you know, if you're not in your car and you want to jump to it right now, <laughs> go to the Read the Standards, the Math Standards, it's Mathematics Glossary, and then it's Table 1. If you want to see the multiplication and division situations, that's Table 2. All right, so Table 1 talks about four different situations, add to, take from, put together and take apart, and compare, and then... In the columns, it's result unknown, change unknown, start unknown, total unknown, add-end unknown. These are all mouthfuls, by the way. Both add-ends unknown, difference unknown, bigger unknown, and smaller unknown. And I just feel like I, I want people to go to this if they've never seen it before. And there are many teachers out there that have never seen this table to realize it's not just two plus three equals what? Yeah. Or five minus two equals what? Those are two out of the 12 situations. Yeah, I don't, I think I may, I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't, I didn't remember that. So okay. again, thank you for, here we go <laughs> again. Bring it to the bring, forefront. Bring it right to the forefront. <laughs> that stovetop is getting really full in the front. Yeah, you should see my bedside table. That's... <laughs> My nightstand's just as bad with all the books I need to read. Oh, my goodness. Yours, honey. My TBR pile is going to be so... You're going to bury me with it because it's just... I mean, I'm never never going to get to read all the books I want to. Our first addition strategy that we want to discuss is part, part, whole, and slash number bonds. Right. You know our friend Kelly that teaches kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you, she has her kids rocking this strategy. Now, we're not at the same school as her anymore. However, I've seen her in action. The partitioned paper plates from the dollar store, where it's a half of it is one part, and then two quarters are the smaller parts. Okay. She's used those. She's used regular paper plates and have cut them or marked them up. Part, part, whole, and number bonds, just models of them that she puts in one of those clear sleeves that the kids can write on. Yes. Huge, huge. And you're setting the kids up so well for addition. Yeah. I mean, true addition. Yeah. Right? And knowing their facts. Know from memory. Not memorization. Yes. But know from memory. All the experiences that her students have had, oh my gosh. When her students get out of the primary grades 
and into the intermediate grades, wow, they have such strong number sense. Yeah. And it's not just because of that. It's because of everything that she's, right. she has her kids do. When you think of number bonds, what does it look like visually to you? Like a web. It's a it's a web. You okay. have a circle with that has spokes coming out right, of it. Right, and and it could have multiple. It could. And each each spoke, I guess, each branch that comes off of it mm-hmm. is an add end. Right. Okay. When I think of part part whole, I'm thinking of a bar model. Mm-hmm. And the top bar is it, it could be, but in my head it's the total and underneath it the two bars, let's just say it's two add-ins right now, are partitioned so that it looks similar to the number. So let's say the top bar has a 10 in it. Well, the first partition bar is going to have a much smaller area yeah. for, let's say, a 3, than a big area for 7. Yes. Right? So the 3 and 7 is 10. And it could be the opposite. You could have part, part on the top and the whole on the bottom. Right. But again, what a great setup you're giving the kids for that strategy, for bar model, for even multiplication. Yes. I mean, really. And and number bonds are so practical in in fractions, with fractions. Oh, yes. And turning them into mixed numbers and vice versa. I don't think people use them enough. Oh, my gosh. In intermediate grades. For real. No, I know. I, I because I tell my kids too. I'm like, do you guys remember what this is called from from second grade from right, kindergarten? Right. And they're like, no, nope. not really. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a very powerful tool. One thing that part part whole reminds me of is thinking blocks junior. If listeners, if your students have never been to there, I will definitely link it to the show notes. And there's thinking blocks addition and subtraction, multiplication, and division and fractions. I think that's it. It's on Math Playground, but it's amazing for the kids to be able to do. The next strategy we want to discuss is counting on. Now, I don't know where the whole, like, hit your head started. (laughs) You know, if it's nine plus three, let's say, I literally see kids smack their head and say nine like all of a sudden nine's gonna magically go in their head i think that's what it is i think it's because you're you're putting nine in your head oh and then you're counting on so i'm wondering maybe we could tweak this a little bit and have i don't know manipulatives in front of a kid yeah i think that counting on is a great way to introduce or bring in number paths which will lead in the upper grades to, to number, number lines. lines. For sure. Yeah. And not only num- number upper grades, but you know what I mean? Like not K, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, I was also thinking when I said manipulatives earlier, like instead of the kids smacking their head. Right. Now, really, I've smacked my head three times yeah, or four stop. times. Stop. But that's what the kids I do. Know, and I, I tell them, stop. I don't want you to hurt yourself. Maybe we could put nine counters in front of them and... Have them say nine, and then, I don't know, move over three more counters, one at a time, so 10, 11, 12, to make a concrete representation of what they're thinking about. Then, I don't know, a visual model? Maybe that's where they could even use a number bond or a part-part-whole. Blending these strategies together is okay. 
Right. Well, that and that's how you build connections and oh, right. If really? we're talking about Is the that, brain, right? <laughs> and yes. how how the brain learns, that's how you get those synapses to fire and, and make those and make those connections in your brain so that this isn't just a one and done or a strategy that we're doing because it's in the textbook, right. but it's something that is... Or may not be in the textbook. Right. <laughs> something that they'll actually remember and and have as a tool that they can pull out when they're on, you know, they're not, they don't know what to do. So it's that whole problem solving and building better mathematicians. Okay, I'm going to squirrel back to what you said about number lines. And what about using open number lines? Yes. I mean, what a great tool. Like, great, great, great. Yeah. Especially when they get into greater numbers. Yeah. Numbers in the hundreds or thousands or whatnot, which actually leads us into the third strategy we're going to talk about, which is decomposing or breaking numbers apart. Mm-hmm. I love this strategy. Oh, for sure. I mean, I use it all the time now. Constantly. So decomposing or breaking apart a number it can you can decompose a number however you'd like breaking it apart however you like and we talked about how this kind of i think leads into the next two strategies but before we talk about that right, right. i, I want to say though that breaking numbers apart sets the kids up for distributive properties yes. so well yeah fine you want to change you know 18 plus 25 all right, you want to decompose what? I, I would probably decompose the 25 and, and grab two and give it to the 18 to yes. make 20 yes. plus 23. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I and it also, kind of going backwards to what we were talking about, it reinforces those number bond skills yes. and the the part, part, whole mm-hmm. and the counting on. So it, and it, counting all, on. it, it all builds. It does. And I think that that's, that's the point we're trying to make. We want to make sure that what we're teaching and showing and modeling in the classroom are strategies that are going to build upon each other. Yes. And they'll be able to use, you know, throughout the grades, not just in one year. Exactly. All right, so the next one, when we talked about decomposing and breaking apart, leads us really fantastically into Making make a, a 10. 10. Yeah. Right? And not just make a 10, yes. but make multiples of 10. Yeah. So maybe if getting to, like, I just got to a 20. You did. Right? Mm-hmm. With, and I didn't even think about that. But poof, there's another connection. Right. And again, it could also be making 100, right? Yes. So again, it's all those or multiples. Or 1,000 right. or 150 right. or whatever makes sense yes. in that problem. It's that choosing the appropriate strategy part of procedural fluency. And sometimes the appropriate strategy is a blend of all kind of all of them because that's how fluent you are with it. Yes. Yeah. Our next one is really using place value and expanding it out. So using expanded form for addition. In second grade, they are going to start adding two-digit by two-digit numbers. Yes. Here's a great time for you to take out manipulatives. And you know what's something that I'm using in math recovery all the time? Are bundles and sticks. Oh. It's literally craft sticks. Each single one is one, is worth one. Mm -hmm. You bundle it together with a hair tie or a rubber band, but they look like hair ties. Uh They might be special rubber bands. I don't know, but they're not rubbery. So it must be something like a hair tie. And you bundle up 10, and then 
you can make sets of 100 by bundling 10 tens. Oh, yeah, right. So you don't even yeah. need base 10 blocks. Right. Which we know that base 10 blocks are not developmentally appropriate for K and 1 at all. And I wouldn't even bring them in until the end, towards the end of second grade. It's those unit, it's the unifix cubes or the connecting cubes yes. or the snap cubes that are so important in K and 1 and 2. Yes. Okay, but if you don't want to take the time to have your kids snap things, Craft sticks and hair ties. That's easy. So easy. And how easy it's to unbundle, right? When we get into subtraction strategies, which we'll probably talk about next Next week's Mm -hmm. episode. I don't know, listeners. Have you noticed that the past few times we've kind of been building? We have. We talked about counting, subitizing. Now, now adding. adding. Mm-hmm. 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 I wonder what the next three episodes could possibly <laughs> be. <laughs> Have you guessed yet? Um, yeah, expanded form, I, and I'm sure we'll revisit it when we talk about subtraction, but I have really, I, I, I just, I've, you know, I've found a new appreciation for it this, mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Just different ways of, of looking at it different ways of adding that it doesn't always have to be the hundreds and the tens and the ones and the you know you mean the traditional standard yeah, algorithm right of right that it that you can play around with it and you can be a little bit more flexible and yeah and especially when you have the kids use expanded form and i'm talking about the abstract world right assuming that they've built built it and drawn it in some kind of visual model, and now we're in the written part. Yes. Let's say the twenty three plus twenty eight for this one. We're expanded form. We're saying twenty plus three, and underneath it twenty plus eight. You put your equal sign down below it, the big long line, and I don't care where they start. They could start adding the tens. So twenty and twenty. Yes. Is forty plus? You could put the plus symbol there. What did I say? Eight three, and three and eight. Yes, I think so. So 11 ones. Yes. Wow. What a great way. And they don't have to carry. They don't have to. Whatever. Do the mm-hmm. traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's other ways. I hope listeners, you heard me say carry like, because, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how she really feels. <laughs> All right. Our sixth strategy is partial sums, which I think we ignore we Way skip too it. Much. We, we skip this one. Completely. Yeah. I I think it's when we were talking a few episodes back and you had mentioned partial sums and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even, I hadn't even considered partial sums. You know, we, we fifth grade land, partial quotients, partial mm-hmm. products, mm-hmm. but I hadn't even thought of partial sums. And partial differences. Yeah. <laughs> Partial sums, this is the stepping stone to the standard algorithm. Yeah. Now, I'm saying the standard algorithm kind of with air quotes around it because I'm talking about the U.S. standard algorithm. Mm -hmm. Is it the same in Canada? Yeah, I mean, we don't... Where you carry. Right, yes. How how I learned it growing up is the same how you learned it. Okay. However... And we discussed this before recording this podcast that the standard algorithm is just one of many standard algorithms because we have kids that come from all around the world 
and their standard algorithm is different than ours. Mm -hmm. It's not wrong. It's just their country's standard algorithm. Mm -hmm. Which makes me wonder, what are the other standard algorithms? Well, you know what? If you have a student from another country, ask them. Ask them. Or say, how did your mom or dad learn this? Can you go home and ask them and have them show it to you? I have seen students from other countries do, let's say when we talk about the division one coming up, where it's like the backwards of ours. It's almost like a mirror where all their stuff goes down and on the right side where our numbers go on the left side, like the, the divisor. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I think it's time for the challenge. Listeners, your challenge for this week is to find a different way of adding than what you learned growing up and Ooh. try it out. Just play. Go and play with a different strategy. See if you can come up with your own. What? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag LearningThroughMath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.